All right, we're back. Tuesday night, 6 o'clock. Not our normal normal time to record, but we have an emergency uh, emergency nature this week where we can only really do it tonight, so that's how we're going to do it. We, we adapt, we, we survive in advance and move on. And the Casting Couch, uh, Surviving Golf Casting Couch, will continue tonight with a special guest in about five minutes. But first, um, Kevin, I wanted to hit, because uh, we are a golf podcast, the seismic news in the golf world uh, about John Rahm uh, leaving for live. I have uh, written about it extensively in the newsletter that will come up on Thursday. Um, but just wanted to touch on it briefly because it is, in my opinion, sort of like a, a watershed moment um, in golf. Uh, you know, if you look at sort of the big picture, um, in the beginning of Liv, uh, a lot of good players defected. But at no point did you really feel like the PGA had the inferior talent pool and now, as we sort of sit here now, uh, I almost feel like, you know, if you look at the the best players in the world objectively, like John Rahm, Brooks Kepka, like sort of at the top uh, of, you know, the five, I would say, consensus best golfers in the world, both at Live. Cam Smith would not be too far out of that conversation, also at Live. Uh, I read something today that I forget the timeline, but like something like, uh, the maybe the 12 um, I, I don't know what the timeline is but of the last major champions eight are from the PGA seven are from live we got the the winner and the runner up at the masters last year it's just it's becoming a little more diluted and i feel like rom is really the first true like not only top tier like golfer in terms of his skill um but personality popularity needle mover um that's come and you know between 400 and 600 million is a pretty good chunk of change to be enticed to leave but what are your thoughts on this like really like i'm sort of in like i really hope now the pga almost has to involve the saudis in order for me to get what i want which is good golf on a weekly basis because this is uh this has been tough yeah i so i hope this move is something that um kind of pushes this merger a little bit uh, further along and and again like it's so there's so much undecided you know about what this pga season is going to look like like the tournaments um how live is going to be incorporated how the owgr is going to be incorporated i'm kind of sad to be honest um to see rom go only if if it means that that we're going to get pretty much the same product that we got last year you know i, I feel that way about the guys that i really love um that went to live like DJ and, and Cam Smith. And, and um, I was just kind of sad to see them go, but if um, you know, it, they get this thing figured out and, and these guys are allowed to continue to play in majors, even being, you know, outside of the OWGR top 50 or, or they, they figure out a way to get them points. If, if Rom has these sort of demanding, you know, if he's going to demand some, some format changes, whatever it looks like. And we, there's just so much unknown right now. Um, but hopefully it's, it's a recipe for hopefully again, seeing the best players play together more often than just at the four majors um, throughout the calendar years. I, I, that, that is my sincere um, hope for for this signing um something interesting i saw too um you know obviously when this news came out it was huge but uh i if, if you follow golf at all you're probably familiar with uh somebody named brandel uh shambly uh from the oh, golf yes. channel yeah yeah he is um pretty much 
like pretty insufferable. And I disagree with almost everything he says, but he went on the, um, the gym room radio show this, this week, just to talk about the signing and um, his uh, point or contention was that Rom was a, a very big signing, obviously given the, the amount of money that he got and, and the, the skill um, the, probably the, the best skilled player they could bring away from the PGA tour. Um, but his contention was that if they were to get somebody like Jordan Spieth, it would be more a bigger signing even than Rom from a financial perspective and a needle moving perspective. So I'm interested in your thoughts on that. I think that Spieth, you know, the way he came out and and dominated the PGA Tour with major wins and 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 his personality just so you know likable by by most people. Um, but obviously not any, you know, being anywhere near that level of skilled golfer anymore. Um, I, I don't really know what my thoughts are on that. I think I know, I know that his following on social media is bigger than Rom's. Um, I know Rom is a much better golfer, but, but I don't really know if, is Rom the biggest guy that they could have signed, I guess is my question. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that either. I read that same, that same perspective. And I personally would not have subscribed to that, that Rom would be inferior to, or, or more, uh, I guess more devastating for the PGA to lose. But I've seen that said by so many people that I respect and, and Shambly not being one of those people, but like people that I actually respect in the golf world say that same thing that I think maybe just his representation of like that's like the PGA Tours like golden boy almost and he's in like you know at the at the the table right now for like the negotiations with like a very small group of PGA golfers and i think it'd almost be more symbolic than it would be actually impactful he probably is a more recognizable name for like american fans but yeah to your point like in terms of actual like golfing stature and maybe worldwide appeal and I know that we've touched on it earlier. Like, I do think Liv is definitely shooting more for the worldwide audience than they are for just the American-specific audience. And Rom certainly, like, captivating the entire, like, Spanish crowd will be huge for that. Um, I think evens it out for me. I do think, you know, looking forward and, and where we sort of go for here from here, like, before uh, June 6th, um, where, you know, the, the merger or attempted merger was announced, the PGA tour could really stand on a few values that separated themselves from live. It was like a, you had the moral stance, which I think in my opinion was always a little hypocritical, but now certainly with that announcement and with this, with this negotiation is out the window for me. Um, that's number one. Uh, number two was that it's an inferior like level of competition. And for me, that's getting sort of, a little more muddy as well, because like I said, you're getting major champions and major runners up and, and top five finishes out of all these live guys at pretty much every single tournament. Um, Taylor Gooch had an interview today and he's not exactly the most likable guy, but he did make a good point that I sort of subscribe to is that I don't think Rom goes to a tour uh, regardless of money amount. If he just thought he was going to win every single tournament and never be challenged. Like he just doesn't strike me as that sort of competitor. So I do think that he recognizes there is still some top-tier talent on the Live Tour. Him, Brooks, Bryson, Phil sort of still like creeps in these majors. Taylor Gooch, like like him or like him or hate him, like a very good golfer. Some of the young kids they have are, are pretty good too. Um, I do think there is enough of a split there where he will be competing and keeping his game sharp. And then number three, I think the like the the initial, the biggest thing that the PGA Tour stood on was the format. 72 hole stroke plays 
always a cut. And then, you know, one year later, all of a sudden we have these limited field events, no cuts, 50 guys or whatever the number is. And you still got the 72 holes versus the 54. Um, but sort of the, the cut aspect was something that the PGA sort of mocked at first when Liv was there. Like, oh, there's no cuts. It's like a charity tournament. Like there's no skill involved. And now they're doing the same thing. So like, where is the PGA Tours leverage if like, let's just put the ungodly money aside, which which I think is, you know, it's hard to put it aside because it is the Trump card. Like everybody I think has a price. Now, whether the Saudis will spend $5 billion to cripple the PGA Tour if this deal doesn't go through, I don't know, but they certainly could if they wanted to. Like, what if they want like a Jordan Speed? What everybody's got a number? Like, if they offer Jordan Speed eight hundred million dollars, are you really going to turn that down? Like, maybe other than Tiger, I really think every single PGA player has a number. So the PGA for me is in a negotiation where they have so little leverage going forward. Like, they don't have the finances, they don't have the moral high ground, they barely have like you know the top tier talent. And the format is getting more and more sketchy as they introduce the TGL and the limited field events and all these other things. Um, it is sort of an interesting period. And, you know, we're, we're it, let me do my math here. We're 19 days away from the deadline. And I've heard Fenway Sports Group is getting involved. That would be a, a rather unfortunate turn of events for me because I'd have to give up watching the PGA Tour. Um, they've come and wrecked everything that I've liked in my life. And this would be something else. Um, but even if it's somebody other than Fenway Sports Group that's like an American investor, like American investors like need to turn a profit. So I do think you would get less PGA Tour members, uh, tighter tournaments, uh, a cut in a lot of areas that we may not even know exist right now. But unlike the Saudis, they're not just going to take a loss on their investment over and over and over and wait for something to happen just to keep good golfers. The Saudis are taking hundreds of millions of dollars in loss but it really doesn't matter because their money is literally unlimited. So I don't know where the PGA Tour goes, but something's going to give. The PGA Tour looks not good right now. They've they've waffled on. To your, you made some great points about well, you know basically the legs they had to stand on when all this live sort of news came out, and um, they've literally gone backwards on every single one of those right. stances and and just switched their formats right. And so I think that they're they're recognizing that their time is very limited and number the day, their days are numbered right so um you know they introduced these huge purses last year they just don't simply do not have the funding i think to continue offering that kind of um you know prize money these big draw tournaments so i i think that they're you know who knows what's really going on but i think these effort these format changes are in an effort to maybe possibly make the merger go a little bit more smoothly i guess i i, I don't really know but um yeah, they, they need to do something. And again, I, I just hope that um, that I think that these players are starting to wake up a little bit too and realize like, why are we going to, you know, have all this allegiance to the tour when that now they're coming out, you know, with, without really saying anything to us right. and just announcing these format changes. Like yep. what's to keep us here now? Like why would we right. stay? And you no. forget that it's not it's not just like five golfers on the PGA Tour. Like the PGA Tour is hundreds of players, like a top one, top 50 you get into a limited number of events. But the the membership of the PGA Tour is not just the guys that you see on the leaderboard on Sunday, too. And it's been so weird to see like a group like this negotiate through like their three, four, five, like most successful golfers. Like that's a weird way 
um, for a company to run itself, like to look uh, to be to be like led by sort of the not only the elite players, but like the guys that make the most money too. Like, I don't know how I would feel if I were the 120th best golfer here. And from what I've read, like the feedback from the lower members of the tour is not good in terms of how the how the negotiations have gone, who they've catered to. Like the PIP program pretty much exclusively makes like the rich golfers richer. It doesn't really provide any equity for the lower members of the tour. So if these guys, like if you're the 80th golfer in the world, why would you not take 20 million guaranteed from live and go over there? It's just like, it's, it's becoming, like you said, more and more like easy to choose live now. Like there's just no real like equalizing factor for the PGA. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think that, and I think they're starting to realize that and, and realize exactly how much trouble they're in. Right. Like, um, I don't know. It's it's just tough. Like they, they got bought out. I mean, what, what else? Yeah. Can you say? Like, like they, they originally, when this stuff happened, you know, when, when live first came about, they still had like the majority of, of the talent and the stars and the, the history and the courses and the, and the yeah. 72, you know, like all, all the stuff that they've clung to for so many years. And, and now like with, with Rom going and, you know, who there's all these sorts of rumors about all these other players that, that are going to go to. And, and I believe them, honestly, like I believe yeah. that there's been being conversations being had and I, and I, you know, I think it's only a matter of time before the next. Why, why would out. you not, if you get yeah. to go play against Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson and John Rom on a weekly basis, like what's the difference between waiting for the, you know, the 10 events that you're going to see Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy at, it's been weird. It'll be interesting to see in the next couple of weeks what what happens cuz something something is going to either way. But like my my closing thought, if you're counting on fucking John Henry to save you, like you are in the wrong area. Like you've seen what the Red Sox are doing in free agency right now. Like Liverpool doesn't spend anymore. Like it's just that's not a guy that you want uh in a financial arms race to represent you and he and, seems to be the leading candidate to invest isn't, crazy. I mean, does, doesn't the pga tour just like have enough of that already right like these right. guys do not know how to fix their problems right like, they're just not not making the right decisions and and i i don't know i don't know what the i don't have an answer but um i, I hope it i hope it leads to something positive uh we'll see if it actually does but yeah we'll monitor it in the next couple of weeks and revisit uh, but right now, let's get our guest in here. All right, we're back. The casting couch continues. We have with us tonight uh, another Ryan. Actually, we have a, a Ryan visiting the casting couch. It's not the Ryan from last week, but welcome, man. How's it going? Excited going for you good. to be here. Yeah, first time, long time. Nice, nice. P1 since day one. Um, so as usual, you have uh, you have tough shoes to fill. It's become pretty commonplace for everybody to just beat the shit out of me on a weekly basis because I'm uh, I'm free falling in, in the standings. Another uh, solid one, three and one for me. Uh, Kev two, two and one last week, and the other Ryan uh, three and two. So uh, we like like we said, our first guest ever went five and zero, oh, but more importantly, like Ryan one went three and two. So that that I think is the benchmark for you, uh, Ryan two. Ryan two over Ryan one, right? So I went back today and uh, just tough. just looked back at uh, all the guests that we've had on. So Ryan two, this Ryan is actually our tenth guest that we've had in this little sort of segment um, of picking five games against the spread. And yeah, as Ed mentioned, just one person has gone perfect so far. So we hope to have maybe one more. We'll see. Yep. All right, man. So as our esteemed guest, do you want to uh, lead us off with your first game? And I'm sure as we hit some of these, we'll have some uh, general thoughts on last week and the NFL in general. 
I certainly hope somebody talks about the Chiefs so I can dish on on my favorite <laughs> my favorite like ten minutes of real life this year. I see some uh, good uh, memes on the internet. It's been <laughs> it's been fantastic. It's a large portion of my newsletter that'll come out on Thursday. Let me just you know what I gotta I gotta rant on it for just like two seconds. Um, I can't believe like I- I've talked extensively about how I feel the Chiefs get officiated, and it was amazing to see that level of whining and crying and bitching and moaning over what's like the first of like maybe two questionable calls against the Chiefs since Patrick Mahomes has been in the league. And it made me so goddamn happy to see it. Like if that's what you're going to look like during like your first period of adversity where like your offense suddenly doesn't look like all world um, complaining about your receiver lining up with his entire body in the defensive backfield is certainly an interesting play. Um, I also heard the rationale that we should just let cool things happen all the time. And I think that's like a really interesting way to officiate where we just like, we just don't call anything. If a good play results, that seems like it's impractical, but you know, if they adopted it next year for the chiefs, I wouldn't be, you know, super surprised because that's how it works. But it made me so damn happy to watch that play get nullified. Cause I know for the next like eight weeks, if that play stood all we'd be hearing is, is the lateral going to change football? Look at this play. It's the greatest play of all time. Made me so happy. And I hope I'm dealing with two people that also felt the same joy that I felt watching watching that scene with Mahomes being held back from attacking a ref after the game. There are kids watching this product. I don't know what, what <laughs> we're doing here. Yeah, Ryan. So uh, one of my first thoughts was, would Tom Brady do that? Yeah, I don't think you no, would. No, it's mentioned it as well. Yeah, and <clears throat> another thought I had was it really. Uh, I'm really sad for the Chiefs that um, two penalties came from offsides. I believe it was a defensive offsides uh, against the Patriots. Yep, and then offensive offsides. Now, don't get me. Uh, excuse me if I'm wrong, but it's really the quarterback's job to make sure that everyone's lined up correctly uh, before they uh, start the play. It, it feels pretty easy for a receiver to look to his right and see that he is a full yard in front of the ball. Uh, yeah. I guess if that doesn't happen, it's probably the quarterback's job next. But it feels so everything that I've everything up. I've ever heard, and I've, I've never played real football in my life, but yeah, a receiver being lined up off sides from every, all the commentary I've ever heard is, is like one of the most unforgivable. Like, it just should never happen, it seems yeah. like. The, the ball's in uh, a certain spot. Just, like, look to your side and line <laughs> up your foot, like, just behind that object. You yeah, I saw $5 picture, million dollars a year. I saw a picture online today where somebody took a picture. You know how when somebody's, like, um, stopping at a traffic light, but they just go a little bit too far, right? Yes. Yeah. Go past the red light. Uh, so they posted that <laughs> picture, and they're like, yeah, I got Tony in front of me right now. <laughs> in the middle of the crosswalk. Yeah, in the crosswalk. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. I, it, if, if nothing else, like, the internet remains, like, a joyous place when stuff like this happens because the amount of people that, like, you get the sideline, like, screenshots – and I saw one that has like the the line draws straight, but then when you get to Tony, he like juts it out and like like yeah. moves it like that. And he's like, see, like perfectly on side. Look at the line. Like <laughs> it was it was an endless endless supply of great like photoshops and images. 
It's just yes. fantastic. I saw a video too of the, the, angle. the two quarterbacks from last year, I think from the playoffs um, when the chiefs beat the bills and like, they just went up after the game and, and like Allen was perfectly fine. He was just like, yeah, yeah good game, man. Yeah. Right. And, like there's right. the stark contrast this year. Just like, like, I don't know why he felt the need to say that to him. What's what's Josh like, if you have a problem say? with the officiating that that's, that's a, a fine. It's like, it's not oh, fine. Whatever. Okay, bro. Like, yeah. What's he? Yeah. Like, what's he gonna do about it? Like, it's kind of a bitch move. It yeah, really was. Honestly, yeah. It really was. Like, and I saw. I mean, it's always exaggerating. People are like, I've lost all respect for a person, but I got. I. It's just against his nature. Like, he's always like so calm and so collected. It was weird to see him freak out over something that was just like clearly his player's fault. Like, I know it wiped out a, a big play in a big game and that's frustrating and i'm sure like it's almost like in therapy where it's like i feel like you're not really mad at the offsides you're mad at like something else like i know his receivers stink and the offense has been tough and i'm sure that's frustrating so it might have just been like a culmination but it felt like is this really where you're going to lose it like over this you had one of your receivers tackled a couple of weeks ago on a pass interference that was the time to lose it because that was actually a bad call like this was your guy being a dummy and lining up a yard too far. Like, what What do you want? He's just really sad over um, the legacy of uh, Travis Kelsey. Did, and you, heard, you, heard, his, you heard that quote? Yeah, how like, it took his career, his Hall of Fame like, career. Like, what the fuck do you want them to do? Like, just not – that's, I guess, what you actually want is for them to just Honestly, not – Honestly, they should replay the game. Yeah, just – that's right. Yeah, it would be funny game. if he went up to Josh Allen and was like, you know, like, it just doesn't count, bro. just doesn't count. Yeah. It's like when you're playing with your boys – um, right. like like touch football, and one of them does something stupid, and you're like, that doesn't even count. That's right. Count turning off the system mid mid game yeah. or something right before you lose. It was really uh really we never played characteristically bitchy. I would say it's just not like very good for a your like star quarterback, like the the franchise player to just go off like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he could have went up there and been like, hey, like, you know, it's frustrating, but people make mistakes. Like, that's right. We'll see him in, we'll see him in the playoffs. That's right. And now right. I'm terrified that the Patriots are just going to beat them outright, which would oh, be would just a devastating, a devastating win. So, well, I guess Patrick Mahomes, after like losing two in a row, is like not good. I, how many, what's that sample size? That can't yeah, can't have happened too many times. I don't not many times. I don't think it's happened many times, but I'm pretty sure that he's not very good at their like he he performs terrible. I I yeah. I, I don't think this is gonna be easy sledding for them. I'm not I'm not on that particular game, but like when I saw nine against the Patriots, I right, was like, yeah. man, the Patriots like sort of are tough to move the ball on. I don't know. But I, I they have no receiver. Like we don't have the receivers. <laughs> like, don't yeah. get me wrong, but they like Definitely have Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's very like, good. Is Pacheco playing? I I don't know. I don't know yet. Actually, we'll see. That's the one of the weird things about doing it on Tuesday is we get a little bit murky when it comes to like some of the key injuries. Like I know, or at least me personally, like I looked at the Miami game and I yep. was like, does this line reflect like Tyreek playing or not playing? Does that make a big right. difference in how I feel? So I just assume all those guys are playing until I hear differently. That line sort of suggested that Hill was playing, but. We'll see. We'll see. Let's get to the picks. What do you got? So I got my first pick. This is not in any particular order. No, no confidence. Um, but I got uh, Falcons minus three. Mm. 
Mm. Uh, Panthers. Panthers, right? Yeah. I just like don't see how that could go any other way, really. That... Falcons had a tough game against the Buccaneers, almost pulled it out, but um was that a st- I saw that and I saw that line and I was like, why is that so low? Like it just like it's like the stinky like line of the week for me. Like, what am I missing? Like, why are they not giving more points? And it scared me. But at first glance, I was like, well, the Falcons are like way better than the everybody's way better than the Panthers. So like what yeah. am I missing? But like probably like, maybe it's it's home for the Panthers, so you gotta give Yeah. Ugh. Be a home dog though, it's tough. Yeah. Well, I think the only being home dog of three points is like the highest compliment that can be paid right now. Right. It's like you suck, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So we're going to only give you three points. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to say, you know, we've talked about it a couple of times here. If the Panthers are going to make a run, they need to start winning some games here. Uh, And I think that if ever that they were going to win a game, this is it. uh, This would be the the time that it needs to start. And so for me, uh, with my heart as a Patriots fan, I took this game Panthers plus three. I have not Uh, been on the Panthers obviously once this whole year, Uh, but I'm going to take them this week and uh, hope. Hope it works out for me. Not you, very confident. You though. guys are absolute sickos <laughs> taking that game. <laughs> Just that being is, on that game in general. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are sickos even touching that. That's like the unwatchable of the week. But I like it was it was curious like both ways. I'm interested to see which way that goes. Um well, it's I'm always not, gonna go minus three, but I'm not I'm not much further away from you guys because my first game is like one that I have no interest in watching. I'm on the Saints minus six at home versus the Giants. Um, I feel like I I love my Paisan, Tommy DeVito. It's been a little bit too much. And I think coming off that game on Monday night, this feels like it's a little bit inflated, like the Giants still sort of stink. Um, I've never seen the Packers play worse this season than they did last night, and they still should have won that game. Um, so I just think the Saints getting less than a touchdown at home uh, against sort of a, a still a bad offense. Um, I just I like the the Saints defense uh, a lot in that spot, and I hope they will carry the Saints to just a one touchdown win in this game. Again, sort of felt like a sucker's bet, but I can't. You know, it's just a little too much hype for me. People talk about the Giants making the playoffs, like that's going to happen. That's not going to happen. So yeah. I hope the slide they come back to earth starting starting this week. I'm a big Italian guy, so I was almost picked that game too, uh, especially with. Um... I don't know if you saw if you saw his manager. I did. That looks like an absolute stud. He really does. He looks like uh, Sylvester Stallone, like in his like restaurant. And I noticed the uh, uh, Ryan. I noticed the vowels in your last name right here with you. And I wish I could pick my <laughs> wish I could pick my guy because it's in my blood, but I can't. I can't yet. It's just a little too much. Now he's yeah. He's a. I, I think he's a little. That was a little fraudulent, but we'll see. We'll see. They got some momentum, but I just like I think the Saints like in the divisional race, like sort of need like a get right game. Right. Like this, this is it. I hope. I hope. Depends on the pasta taste before the game. That's right. That's right. And I saw he did the uh you can't see we're not gonna be able to see this on audio, but he did like the like, oh come on, like the uh the hands like celebration. I'm like, oh man, you're starting to feel yourself like a little bit too much here. So please, Saints, <laughs> like put this come make this crash down i need i need a winning week so fucking bad it's like i can't even can't even give it over it so we gotta start somewhere all right number two right. three gross right, games two gross games to start all right so i got um i'll go uh dallas plus two and a half against the bills 
Love that. Mm. Yeah, so I uh, I am also on that game with you, Ryan. Cowboys plus two and a half. I was too – I did not have the balls to take them last week against the um, – Eagles. Against the Eagles, yeah. my You know, our boy Ryan won, was on them, and was victorious. I was on the Eagles, not yeah, so it, victorious. <laughs> um, I wanted to join him, didn't have the balls. So I'm chasing a little bit this week. Um but yeah, I think they I think they beat up on the Bills a little bit. I hope I think they're really starting to hit their stride. Um, so yeah, let's go. All right, I'm not on that game. That's a, that's actually a great game to watch. I, I'm a little worried about the letdown there, but Dallas is like super rolling too. So we'll see. Let's see. Um, I'm on way shittier games this week. That's my strategy. Um, so I'll follow <laughs> that follow that uh trend, and I'll go Cardinals plus thirteen and a half. Uh, at home against the 49ers um just a a spot where after another you know it's another divisional game which always sort of plays tight uh the cardinals are a little frisky and i feel like this is a good spot for the niners to sort of take it easy like no chance they lose this game obviously but i can certainly see a scenario where i'm getting like a late touchdown to sort of bring this within just like don't get blown out that's all i'm asking kyler's sort of frisky like so i like my chances there just give me the cardinals a lot of points in a divisional matchup. Um, but yeah, definitely don't feel great about it. But yeah, just a, li- a little bit too much disrespect. A little bit. I thought about that game too. Because just like anytime you see a, a game where the spread is that high, it's like I feel like you auto- automatically have to take the the plus side of the points. Because it's Especially, like so like, like there's still NFL players, right? It's not like in, in, in within the division. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. You didn't see the divisional side, but like last night, Titans, like a perfect example, even though like that game went from a certain cover to like all of a sudden, like, are they really going to lose this game by three touchdowns when they're like fumbling and like uh, trying to catch punts on like the third bounce? That was a weird thing. But like you get like one fluky turnover or like one long touchdown or like a couple big plays. And it's yep. just so many points to overcome if you're betting like the heavy favorite there. And that's just that's what I'm betting on. Just like Kyler making like one spectacular play, like one careless turnover by a San Fran team. That's like like just a prime, like sort of easy game for them. Like that's that's what I'm sort of hoping. But and they 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 do that too. Then they do that. I think it was like last year. It was like a yeah. sneaky game. I forget. Yeah. It might have been against like the Bills or somebody, but they put up like 23 points, 24 points on them. Yep. And they're just like they never look back. The Cardinals aren't 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 like atrocious. And this is also, you know, you're sort of betting the Patriots too. Like, uh, you know, the more games the Cardinals win, the more buffer there is to keep this top three in order. Cardinals mm-hmm. coming off a bye. We'll see. We'll see. It's just I, I also got a lot of San Fran players on my fantasy team. I got by this week. So there you it go. Space for them to lay a dud. This is the year. I'll this like, is the week. I hope they do it for you. Take take this week off and then come back strong for right. Lions semifinal matchup next week. Kevo, I don't know. Kevo thinks that's a good idea, but ah, uh, yeah, I need uh Ryan. Ryan speaking about our our school league. Yeah, he was the 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 heavy favorite of the regular season. We'll say that. Um, All right. So I need him. I need him to cool off a little bit, but we'll see. We're on different sides of the bracket, though. So I'll see you in the finals. Oh, you are. Yeah, yeah. I'll take out Sigurdy. Oh, you lost this week. I did lost. Yeah, I lost <laughs> to Eric, and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna play him again this week, so I'll, I'll get some redemption. All right, I'll go here with my third. Speaking about some of the um, injury uh, sort of unknowns, we got uh, C.J. Stroud, I believe, is in concussion protocol. Um, 
But I think he's going to come out and play this week. So I think currently that line is at uh, two and a half. So I'm going to take the Texans for right now, just having a little bit of unknown um, plus two and a half. I think he's going to come and play and that line's going to move a little bit. Um, so I'm going to take the plus points while I can get them for right now. Interesting. Yeah. If, if that, like if you get it now and Stroud plays, like that's stealing money. So we'll put it down. That's at Tennessee, right? At Tennessee, yep. And like the Titans, in my opinion, like probably like played their Super Bowl last week. So like perfect oh, yeah. that down spot. I like that play, Kip. It's a great pick, dude. I might have to jump on that. <laughs> All right. Hop on now. You're up. So I got um uh Ravens minus three and a half against the Jags. Mm. Yep. Saw this just, game. Just playing smart. Ravens seem like they're uh they're rolling their way. And um Trevor Lawrence, like that I don't care, like two weeks off a of high ankle sprain. Like <laughs> even if yep. you got, I looked at the thing and he's not on the like he's not out. Like I think he's still like in the lineup, like ready to go. I don't care who you are, like especially trying to be mobile, like a mobile quarterback. Yep. On a on one leg is. Uh, yeah, you wonder if it's one of those like obviously the the bar the whole Joe Burrow thing was like it's just very similar, public, right? Right, and yeah. then like all of a sudden he's just out of the game and and done, right? So you right. wonder like how well you know they can just hide these things so well a lot of the time, and you, you just don't really know how um, injured these guys are. But I will say I was impressed with. Um, how he looked last week. I mean, just given that injury, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Playing, He's definitely playing at less than full strength and that's a good, yeah, right. a good Ravens team. So I like that play. Um, didn't take it cause I'm just a little, I don't like the hook right there, but yeah, I like the Ravens are definitely the better team there. Um, all right. Vikings plus three and a half at the Bengals is my next play. Um, Vikings in a freaking barn burner last week, uh, three, nothing, which got the push. Uh, in that game against the Raiders, one of the worst games you'll ever possibly see. Uh, I'm frankly, they announced Nick Mullins as a starter today. I'm super encouraged by that. Like, I think the offense looked way better with him. Like Dobbs just sort of like the pumpkin or sorry, the, the chariot turned back into a pumpkin for him the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't know if it's just, you can't learn an offense in a week, like three times in a season. Um, right. But as soon as Mullins got in there, like they started to move the ball a little bit. Uh, hoping Justin Jefferson comes back. And then I think like a big, like coming back to earth game for, for Jake Browning. Uh, so yeah, like the Vikings defense been playing a little better. Um, yeah. More than a field goal. It's just a lot of, a lot of points to give uh, if you're a Jake Browning led team. So I like that. Good so point. I'm on that one with you, Ed. Uh, right. Minnesota plus three and a half. I believe they're starting their fourth different quarterback this week. It's correct. Track, Nick Mullins. Correct. So we can take yep. us to the promised land. So I have a funny story also about this past weekend uh, watching the, well, not watching actually, the Vikings and the Raiders game. Um, so my girlfriend Natalie was over and we like to make like a fun like bet on like one of the games that usually has to do with like cooking or like cleaning up and like who's going to do that. So we, it was coming down to Sunday night and we was, the bet was basically who was going to make like, you know, Sunday dinner. And so we, we picked that game oh. uh, Minnesota <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, the Raiders just cause that was going to be one of the four o'clock games. Um, and her sister's boyfriend like loves the Raiders. So she kind of, you know, she was like, into that. And so I let her pick first. We were going to be picking who was going to score first in the game. 
Oh my god! Uh, and so she, she picked first. Exhilarating with the Vikings, right? And I, and I by <laughs> default, by default, took the Raiders. You know, thinking that we were gonna have it decided who was gonna be cooking dinner, like within you know a half hour. Yeah. Uh, just obviously not the case, you know. So we had we had to wait a very long time. And then you uh, just order at eight yeah, o'clock at yeah, night. Right? Right? Yeah. Just just order in, yeah, yeah. Um, but. <laughs> We just kept, we weren't even watching. We just kept checking the score and just could not, could not believe it. Every week on every game, there's like first, first touchdown score props. And there's always like it's somewhere down like 65 to one is like no touchdown score. Yeah. And I've never, ever played it. And I don't think you ever should play that. No. But imagine that being like a live bet for once. Like this the, might this be the so year. To, this might be the year to take a look at one of those. We've, we've had a couple. couple it's been games. bad, dude. You can't. You can't luck into a touchdown that whole game. All I'm thinking is like, you guys can't like just bust one coverage. Like you, you both suck. Uh, that was shitty. And to get a push yeah. after all that, watching that game for an hour, like you know, sixty full minutes of football, and to get no a push win. after all that, no like, just that a game. disgrace. Everybody loses. The year of the defense. Yeah, or the lack of offense. It's, yeah. Yeah, that was that hey. was bad. All right, all right. I got Kevin, um. Love that you're on that with me, though. We'll ride it out again. Uh, so I got um. This was, I don't know. This is probably a little crazy, but Broncos plus five at Detroit. Mm. Yeah. Like that. Um, I was stunned to see this line so high. Like, like Detroit stinks all of a sudden. What? Oh, it was weird to see that many points. And just like, I don't know, the past couple of weeks, the uh, Broncos have been trending up. Yep. They could take a win. And Fighting for a playoff it's... spot. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, and it's let Russell Cook. Yeah. Let Russell Cook, dude. I still, uh, I watch that Broncos team and they keep like winning games, but I look at that offense and it looks so bad all the time. So but like, dude, they're grinding out wins. I don't know. Like that was a, that was a, sh- a really shaky line for me. Not on yeah. it because I I can't watch that that team, but yeah, like very went, very odd. I'm act, I'm I'm with you on this one, Ryan. Um, Are I you? Also have, yeah, I am. I have I have the Broncos plus five and a half. Um, oh, you got plus five and a half. Yeah, that's what I saw today. I don't know what are you seeing it. Let me check the uh, let me check the current lines right here for you, so we get the last up to the minute. Let's see. I'm five, a big even I'm a five. big buy a point guy. Anyway, buy half yeah. point, buy a point. Buys your number. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. Same thing. I it, it felt a little trappy. Um. Obviously, I know Broncos just feeling themselves. Obviously, after last week, had a nice win. Um. But yeah, just Detroit looking very suspect. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna ride with them one more week. So let's go. All right. I love that. Let's ride. Damn. All right. Broncos native country. Whatever he <laughs> says. Ooh. Um. Yeah, the other half of that game was the Bears. I cannot believe that was like the most disgusting loss oh. of last week for me. Like, you got to be the Bears stink. Um, so I'm gonna bank on that happening. Browns minus three and a half at home versus the Bears is my next play. Get Joe Flacco. Flacco I'll tell baby. you, like, I like is exhilarating to watch. Like, all he does is chuck it downfield. It's great. Um, but I'm really counting on the Browns defense to sort of carry the day here. I just think the Browns defense is way faster, way better at every single position than Detroit is. And I, you know, if Justin Fields is going to run around the field and throw across his body and throw back toward the middle of the field, uh, love him for a few turnovers this week. Um, And I just, yeah, this is as much a bet for the Browns as it is against the Bears. I just don't, I don't believe that they're good. So I'll keep doubling down on that take until I go bankrupt. 
but one more week here. Browns, Browns at home, minus three and a half against the Bears. I think my worst nightmare is <clears throat> we get like a we get a top three pick and then we don't take a quarterback and we somehow get Justin Fields. And then I might that would be that would be a nightmare. <laughs> that would be an absolute nightmare. He's he's like a special athlete, but man, he makes some throws that I'm just like like, what are you doing right now? Like, how are you an NFL player if you can't make that throw right there? But he is, and he beat you know beat up on Detroit last week. But I think the the, the ride ends this week. I hope so. We'll it's see. just funny. I remember I was we were me and Kev were at um, Pearl Street for that draft, and we were like so high on fields. We were pumped. We were like, we want fields. We want fields. And then we didn't. And we got Mac Jones. We were like, Oh yeah, we'll take Mac Jones. Mac, Mac will be our guy. And they both suck. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Both, both teams <laughs> just lose that. I'm not for, for another time. Like when Mac Jones gets traded to the Niners for like a fifth round pick to back up Purdy <laughs> and then Purdy gets hurt. And Mac Jones comes in and does the exact same thing. Purdy's doing like, we're all going to look really stupid here, but it's okay. It's just it's destined to happen. So that's uh yeah, he does he deserves better than what he got these last couple of years in New England. Where but he goes to the Vikings and just fucking sleep. Anywhere else, anywhere <laughs> else, I think. But I can't uh you can't beat that drum after this season. So I'm just I gotta I gotta just take it easy for a little bit on the Mac is still good train. Um it can be good anywhere else, but here. Okay. Yeah. I hope you're right. I think I hope so. I I like the kid, but yeah, this this year was just not not it, not defensible at all. So, uh, Kevin, you out? You're out of picks, right? I think you're I'm off done. The one, yeah, two, three, four. Okay. Uh, all right, Ryan, close it out. Um, so I got uh Raiders minus three against the Chargers. Love Thursday that night action. Let's go. Yep. yep. That's at it's home, it's... even though both teams are sort of always away. Like, yeah. Oh my God, you are you are sick. Glutton for yeah, punishment. Well, well, no, it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, isn't Herbert out? Like, he's yeah, done. Herbert's, Herbert's out. So it's Eason, Eason Stick against yeah. Aiden O'Connell in uh, a field where nobody cares. Two teams that nobody cares about in their own their own cities and a home field that's not home fields. Uh, yeah, that should be, that should be pretty start, gross. They, they got to start flexing out these Thursday night games too. I th- so I'll be boots on the ground at, at Gillette this Sunday uh, for the Patriots win and yep, the, yep. the destruction of their season. Uh, yep. That would be so devastating. Draft pick. Uh, I'll be pissed. So we shall see. Wow. All right. That's a, that's a Raiders, tough act to follow. Raiders Chargers, they, that might be the first like ever like 0-0 zero, zero game. I think you're – I mean, there's a pretty good chance that happens. <laughs> like yeah. whenever, you, whenever you have chance to lay less than a field – or yeah, less than, less than more than a field goal. I guess is the the most the least eloquent way I can put it. Against Eason Stick, you probably should take advantage. So good, good, uh, good bet there. Um, I yeah, it's like I've seen like the you see the memes of like the hockey stick. It's like yeah. oh Eason Stick, there he is. <laughs> um, all right, I'm candidly I'm sort of delaying because I'm between two games that I hate and I just don't know which one to take. Um. All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Monday night, and I'm gonna take the Eagles minus four at the Seahawks. And uh, this is again me just doubling down on a take that I think is probably gonna be wrong by the end of the season. But 
The Eagles look broken. Uh, their defense hasn't stopped anybody in about three weeks. Uh, I love Seattle. I've loved them all year. Um, I just need the Eagles to get right because I do think they're a Super Bowl contender. Uh, and this is this is this is it. Like if you can't beat Seattle, um, probably not going to be a real contender. And I certainly hope like this is the schedule break that they need. Like seeing like seeing San Fran and Dallas back to back, and those two pass rushes. And then getting Seattle's like pillow soft pass rush, I think is like some good medicine for them. Uh, I hope they can run the ball in this game, but like the Eagles sort of worry me, but this just like when I saw it wasn't a touchdown, even though it's a, you know, a road favorite is always sketchy East coast traveling West coast, but like a little extra rest here, I hope is good. Like, yeah, this has got to be like the Eagles get right game. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm banking on, but it hurts me to go against the Seahawks because those are my boys, but one time for me, birds do it. Yeah, got to be a must-win for them, right? Yep. Just, yeah, it has to. With the way the last couple, you know, the last week went. Um, I think they played – they beat the Cowboys earlier in the season at home, they but did. pretty – not by much, right? Like by less than a touchdown, I think, and kind of got blown out uh, last week. So, yeah. Um, not yeah. only the scoreline, too, but that just, like, looked so one-sided. Like, yeah, even after, like, the scoop and score in the second half, I was just like, well, there's just still, like – no way that this Eagles defense can stop anybody. Like I'm sort of, I'm not super concerned about the offense. I just, I do think like everybody looks bad against San Fran. Everybody looks bad at, against Dallas. They had to play both in a matter of like 12 days. So it's always going to look a little shaky. And I think Hertz is Hertz is playing hurt uh, ironically. Um, but this is a pretty soft defense. Like it's a decent secondary, but like not a fierce pass rush, like not a physical team. Like, I love the Seahawks offense, so I am worried they'll be able to score enough to keep this close, especially at home. But like if the Eagles are legit, like it has to be now or it's just not going to happen, at least for me. I think the Eagles are kind of fraudulent, to be honest with you. I think it stems back to like week one. Like looking back at the season thus far, like to come within like a drive of losing to the Patriots and how bad they are. Yep. I get that. I get that. I will just read for you their last their last stretch of games. Uh versus Dallas, a bye, and then versus Kansas City, Buffalo, San Fran and Dallas again. Like that is a murderer's row, and I'm just yes. hoping I'm hoping that like by going by going through that set of games, looking bad the last couple of weeks, like getting blown out the last couple of weeks, you're hopefully going to get a motivated team like the talent difference, especially on offense for me and at the quarterback position is huge. I I don't think they're fraudulent, but it's been tough to defend the last like month and a half. So we'll see. We'll it see. kind of remind me of a team that's gonna like um be like first round of the playoffs, just crush whoever they play. Yeah. And then get into the the second round and just lay an egg yep. against a team that's actually good. They badly, badly need that number one seed in the bye, and it's looking like less and less likely as we go. But we'll see. I like them, but yeah, this this has got to be it. It's got to be it. Um, all right, good. And stuff. like, how 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 far do you really think that like Brock Purdy can take the the San, San Fran? Like, I feel like something has to give, right? Like, like is it like there's a lot of talent on that team that surrounds him, but. One of these days, he's gonna 
like not hey. make the right. Like he can't just hey. be making the right play every time. People have been saying it for two years now, though. I felt I the same way. <laughs> like he just he always looks good, and it like not taking anything away from him because I'm not on like he's a system quarterback guy, but it's also not super hard to throw a five yard slant to Debo Samuel and watch him take it another 45 after that. Like it's always pretty easy yeah. to do that. Like McCaffrey's pretty good too. Like they got a great team. He's not asked to do a ton, but he does it. He does it well, man. They look so stacked that I don't even like, it's almost hard to evaluate like how good Purdy actually is because they're just so good at every single position, like running back, offensive line receivers, best tight end. Uh, defense is stacked everywhere. Like, it's just, it's easy to do your job. And I don't know if that should be held against him, but it's certainly fair to ask what his, like, win over replacement level quarterback is. Like, I just always feel like if, if, if it was Mac Jones, this would look literally exactly the same as it does right now. And that's right. just, if you can say that and Mac Jones stinks, like, I don't know what that says about your quarterback, but it might, good. It might just be like a poise factor. Like, He's good. The guys believe in yeah. him. Like he's he scores points. He scores points. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the, the, boy, the poise factor is is a great point. Like that, it's just so important. I think with with young quarterbacks, and that's just something that Mac has never looked like he's had on the Patriots. No, through you, you know, you can you can say whether how much of that is his own fault and how much of it is not his own fault, but um, when he gets pressure, he just is not poised, and so. You know, obviously, one great way to fix that would be to stop letting four guys in the backfield yeah. in two seconds. Interesting right. concept, um, right, right there. <laughs> but um, yeah, if if you can get them in that scenario where he has like a couple of seconds, and you're just asking him to, like you said, Ed, hit a five yard slant, like yeah, you're gonna look poised because it's. I don't. I don't want to say it's not hard because playing right. in the NFL is very hard, but. Um, it's not hard for an NFL quarterback to correct, throw for an NFL a five yard pass with three yards of separation. Uh, to the best like yards after catch guys in the league, like Tom just, Brady made a Hall of Fame career out of it. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, Brady was. If you give me somebody like other than a couple of years, like where is the Christian McCaffrey for for Tom Brady? I don't know. Debo Samuel. I know Randy Moss was pretty good for a year, but Brady, Brady had Moss, a lot yeah. of years with. Uh, I'd like to see Brock Purdy have like the Kembrell Tompkins, Aaron Dobson outside receivers there and see how that looks. Um, Fair point. I, I like that NFL talk, but I want to end with something much more important. Uh, oh. So we're we're all caught up on Barstool Survivor, which for my money is the best show on television right now. If there's no probably not a point in ordering on a pay per view with like one show to go because it'll be free next week, right? But do we have thoughts on who's going to win this and overall thoughts on the show? Let's do a little quick five minute hitter here. Ooh. Um, I was, I was so going in. I, I'm a big Kirk Minahan guy, so that's why I yeah. wanted to win. I was pissed to see him go. At this point, I'm literally rooting for everybody but Stephen Che. I'd be oh, so happy Shea, with dude. everybody else. I, I, I think my number one probably be KFC at this point, followed closely by Will Compton. But, but honestly, if it's anybody but Stephen Che, I'm good. He's just a rat fuck. I can't, I can't do it. I, I can yeah. see the final. The final three being Jerry, uh, Jerry, Will, and um, and KFC. I would like that. I would like any of those KFC, three guys. KFC like kind of gets on my nerves a little bit for some reason. I don't really know why. Um, most obnoxious player dude in the game. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> voted most obnoxious. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I I said this to Ed offline uh, a little while ago. I I miss having like the Kirks and the Dave Portnoy's on the show. They're just so like um, polarized. Like like they 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 just like go at people, and and that's like what makes for good TV. I'm a little disappointed with like the character with like the um, personalities that are remaining, but I like Will yeah. Compton a lot, so um, I'll probably root for him to win. But yeah, it's it, it, I just like you know the the the, be, the beginning. If you haven't seen that the show at all, like the first three or four episodes are just incredible. Phenomenal. There's so many of them, um, like the, the the passion and the competitiveness and the and the the way it's filmed and it, it's just it's just so good. Um, especially if you like if you follow the personalities and you know most of the guys. Um, but yeah, yeah, great show. Highly recommend. The one thing that made me so mad last night was I, I had a feeling that like something like that was going to come because I had to get people out like really yeah. quickly. Yeah. yeah. Like Jerry playing that idol during the first elimination. Yeah. Like I was like, Sneak no, dude, like it. what? Because well, so did he did he know at the time that they were going to do another one? No, I don't think any of them knew, no. but it didn't matter. I, it, it felt like they had like a pretty decent like understanding that it wasn't going to be pft that it was right. going to be tommy yeah, yeah right i and yeah. i i will say i was really happy to see pft go i like him in general like he is a little much for me but the uh the white knight act at the end where he's like it's okay man vote me off it's not about you it's not about me it's about yeah. you like now is the time you have to do it i was like all right man we're we're getting into some uncomfortable territory here. Like this is not a, a romantic comedy right here. So just, uh, I think, I think the PFT like met his expiration date, but I will say he played the game like, very well the point that he Dude, made it played the game very, well. very well. If he didn't get voted off last night, he probably would have weaseled his way all the way. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause he was like getting close. Yeah. yeah. I was waiting for him to sort of turn on his guys because he had an opportunity to do that a bunch of times but it looked like he was really like white knighting those guys to like the very end well no he and really wants jerry to win i would love so to that, see jerry win as long as it's not shay i jerry would be fine and, with me. oh no shay's out next dude yeah, shay's out shay's tonight out. shay's out I tonight so. i hope I'm so 100 shay might be the dumbest like for a smart guy he is oh. so stupid he is very stupid like, why? he's, he's turned why on he Literally, I think every single player left in the game, he has turned on at some point or has tried to play like double agent for both sides. Like it was hard to see who he's aligned with because he just he told every single person everything. Like there was no I don't I didn't know who his like closest people were. And then to see him break down and cry like a little bitch, like having to write a name down right. was so good. It was so the, good. Uh, so no, satisfying. That, yeah, Have you seen was... any of the other ones they've done? I have not. This is my no. first one I've watched. Uh, yeah. I'm not super into like the peripheral like uh, personalities at Barstool, mm -hmm. but when when I saw it was going to be, I'll watch anything with Kirk in it. But when I yeah. saw it was going to be Kirk and Compton and Dave and Big Cat and all like the a the a list guys at Barstool, yeah. I was totally in. And I've heard rumors they're doing it again next year with the same class, but twenty to thirty people. Like oh, wow. I, I know they uh they missed Riggs this this past. Yeah, they missed Riggs. Whitney. They missed Caleb. His. All these guys are coming in to do like one mega season. And that, that I would pay. This was 10 bucks to pay on pay-per-view. 100 bucks I would pay for that anytime. It's just like real TV. Like it's real people playing a mm -hmm. real game who are all like ultra competitive. And I think that's how it would look if you got like 
real actual human beings to to do this like it looks right just as catty and petty and competitive oh yeah the, and, be, the the backstabbing and the, it's the going behind people's backs is just sec- incredible absolutely second to none the bet my favorite scenes are when there's like a group of two or three guys like in this little like shadowy corner of the yep. office talking and then you see somebody like coming in down the hall and then they all they just get very quiet and their eyes are like like look over their shoulder and they're just, they're just they're like what, yep. what's up yeah, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, not talking awkward. about not talking about you at all right here. <laughs> yeah. And I've I've just enjoyed like even like the uh like the beanbag toss, for example, when uh when the beanbag fell off at the end and poor yep. guy went absolutely crazy. Like I think that's exactly how I would act with my buddies, be like, oh, oh 100%. percent And like all that. It's so great to see them all and like you know, they they go from playing one another. And then they all just turn on Jeff at the same time. And they're all freaking out at Jeff or all freaking out at one of the producers. It's been exceptional entertainment. I would highly recommend it. I am hooked. I will be on information blackout tonight and watching as soon as I get home. I don't care how late it is. No, they need no they need to do for like they get down to like a final five is they need to play a game of war. Like like not war. What is it? Um risk for oh, immunity. Great. Dude. Great. Oh my god, dude. That'd be great. This is uh <laughs> Too much, uh, probably too much time. They have to play like a um, a condensed version to keep the people interested. Well, they could just, yeah. but they could just like cut it up. Yeah, make it like a small edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've heard. I, I'm like I said, I'm a big Kirk guy, and on his show, he said like tonight's deliberation going into the final is a must, must, much wa- must watch. Like, oh, really? He didn't give a spoiler, but he just said like he said like he's dropped some like like Easter eggs for a few episodes, like before the. Uh, before the episode where they um stole the plans for the game and like Rick, yeah. he was like, yeah, like must watch episode, like episode three with Dave, like another one. He said like tonight's like especially during the deliberation is like a must see TV. So I'm very excited to see what that fits. Well, dude, the number one was what got me that like the move that Tommy made to stay yes. in, yes, and to get out Big Cat, yes, at the very beginning. Like I, I would have like loved to see Big Cat play the whole show because yeah. I love Big Big Cat is just yeah. like. He's one of the best. It was it was disappointing to see him go. And I didn't even know. I, like, so I've seen good. Tommy and all this stuff. I'm not, like, he doesn't super entertain me, but I'm becoming a fan now. Like, it's almost been nice to sort of get introduced to these yeah. people because he's just yeah. so, like, he's so good at the game. Well, he, it's yeah, he great. won. Like, he's a, the survivor guy, and he yeah. won the first season. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. He's yeah. good. He's good. No, he was so good. I don't know how you're good at these games, but he is, like, indeed good at them. And I remember PFT saying in a bunch of episodes, like, how are we not? We forgot about Tommy. Like he's winning again. How do we all? We're all under his spell again. He's gonna win, and nobody's voting for him. And here, this is how he wins. The last he episode seems so became like, like very it became very obvious, like who is playing the game. You know, with those memorizing of the symbols, yes. it's just like okay, yeah, yeah. Like, these yes. guys are locked in. Like just to have, just yes. to like take the chance to just memorize those ten symbols without knowing that they're gonna be actually yep. part of the game is insane. Yep. All right, so must see episode, and we'll start a uh, surviving barstool podcast. Uh, next next week to go over the uh over the results because right. it'll be over spo- over to a lot of spoilers night. there also so yeah <laughs> too late I, now but <laughs> i was gonna say it's a little late if, if you've heard this uh press well pretend you didn't and then press the, the 30 <laughs> second forward uh, <laughs> but it's good stuff dude ryan thanks for uh thanks for dropping in man i know we um i know this is pretty a pretty quick one but enjoyed having you on it's great to be able to talk with two guys who are watching this show too it's been uh it's been the center of my life for three weeks so Excited to uh, get to the end this uh, this week. Good to have yeah, you on. We'll have to have you back. No, thanks for having me. Definitely. All right, man. Good stuff, boys. All right.